What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to your source for fantasy hockey news, hot takes, and degenerate bets. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Mr. Steele Roden and your boy, Big Flip Livingstone, Wednesday edition. It is time to take a look at five bold predictions for the 2022-23 season on tap. Coming up, we are only two months away from puck drop, people, and it is time to get this paper. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You heard the music and you know what time it is. It's time for the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast with Steel and Flip. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here today and for making us your first listen every single day. Steele and I are feeling the love. We've pushed way past the 150 subscriber mark. We are out here grinding and very excited for next season, which we are going to talk a lot about on today's episode. It's time for five bold predictions, maybe some very bold, maybe some not so bold for the 2022-23 season. Fantasy impacts, fantasy predictions overall predictions steel and i have come into today's episode blind five predictions bold on each of our notepads here i'm obviously and always intrigued to hear what steel has to say but even more so today because now that that calendar's flipped to august steel it is actually full court press time for preparation for the fantasy draft season our countdowns are about to kick off over the next couple of weeks so keep it tapped right here and make sure you subscribe but steel Last season, we had some crazy things happen in the NHL. We saw Vander Kane's resurgent career. We saw a number of on and off ice situations develop across the league that made it a bit of a wild one. But I think we're in store for another crazy one, my friend. And I'd like to hear what you have to say for these predictions. Yeah, you know, coming in blind, I don't really know what you're going to take or what your bold predictions are for this upcoming season. We may have one or two that Mm -hmm. are very similar. Um, but I think for the most part, we're going to be a little bit off the radar and we're going to be, I'm really excited to see what your response is. And I'm excited to see what the listeners response is. So make sure you're commenting, uh, commenting on the YouTube video, letting us yes. know what you think of these bold predictions as well. But maybe this first one, we might have the same. And let's start with the hometown buds here, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, I think we might be the same on this one. And my bold take here is Austin Matthews scores 70 goals this season. If he plays a full 82 games. And that's a big if. So if he can play a full 82 games, I think it's not far-fetched that this guy, this this god for the Toronto Maple Leafs can score 70 goals in a season. And it's been a long time since we've seen a player score 70 goals in a season. I think that was back in 92 or 93 with uh, Timu Solani in his rookie season and Alexander Mm -hmm. McGillney, where they Mm -hmm. both each scored 76 goals. So that's a tough uh, record to beat as well. But It's been 30 years. I think Austin Matthews can be the next player to get it done. If there's anyone to get it done, and those are two special players, by the way, complete sidebar conversation, (laughs) Timu Solani and Alexander McGillney, unbelievable. But the fact that that number hasn't been touched since two players in in the early 90s, I think is very indicative of the difficulty of hitting that number in general. But, Steele, that was my second bold prediction right here on the page under what I'll hit you with right after this because – Maybe this is one of those bold predictions that don't sound so bold. But when you look at it on paper, it is. Because 70 goals is an impressive feat. But if anyone can do it, you are spot on. 
Austin Matthews developed his game to a point that we saw last year. He was able to get it done at both ends of the ice. And I think the confidence that we saw in his defensive game really started to translate into more puck possession and more confidence with the puck on his stick in the offensive zone. And I really do think you also hit the nail on the head. 73 games last season. He squeaks in 81, 82 games. We're looking at a much different number because we know he is a guy that scores in bunches steel. And another one prediction right away. That might be our first and only one that is the same, but I am with you. Austin Matthews pops the 70 cherry this season. I could see it happening, especially if he plays 80, 81, 82 games. And I'm actually going to continue on this hot take as well. I think he scores 70 goals, but has less than 105 points that he had this past mm. season. So mm. I think he's going to be okay. shooting the puck more. I don't think I have, he's going yeah. to be trying You'll to facilitate. To. Yeah, yep. if he's if he's shooting the puck more and he's and if he gets to 70 goals, I there's like no it. way he gets past than 30 30 plus assists. So I think I absolutely reports, like it. He's going to have to shoot yeah. the biscuit a lot more, meaning those assist numbers are going to go down. But this man shoots better than anyone <laughs> in the game right now. When he's feeling it, that release is absolutely killer. It freezes goaltenders. They don't know what to do with it, and it's lethal. So I agree with you, and I appreciate this analysis from my co-host, as always, because you're always holding it down with the proper <laughs> hockey analysis. So thank you for that, because I'm sometimes flapping me gums. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me drop this on you very quickly, because the team that I think has had the strongest offseason, arguably, in my opinion, are the Detroit Red Wings. And we know the Eastern Conference is tough, Steel. We yeah. know the Atlantic Division is now stacked. And I would like to also point out that the Detroit Red Wings finished with one point less than the Buffalo Sabres only one season ago and 26 points, sorry, 33 points short of a playoff spot. Yes. So I know they have to be much better. But my second hot take is the Red Wings make the playoffs in a wild card spot. I think they have what it takes up the middle, up front, and now on the back end with some nice additions. If you have Andrew Kopp, Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, Tyler Batuzzi, don't forget about Jakob Verana, David Perron, Philip Zadina, Dominique Kubelik now in the mix. That's a very legitimate top nine. I know nothing has been played and it's all on paper steel, but that's what this is about. It's bold takes. And I'm saying the Red Wings squeak in there in a wild card place. I don't know what team bounces out. Actually, I do. Stay tuned after the break for more predictions <laughs> where I will predict some teams that will not be making the cut. Yeah, I think that is a pretty bold take as well. You know, obviously, for you sure. and I have talked a lot about the Detroit Red Wings over the last season, um, about how they are trending in the right direction. For me, this really does. It's a do or die for the Detroit Red Wings with their goaltending situation. Yes. They just acquired uh, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic just last season. They get Billy Huso in the offseason as yep. well. Their goaltending duo looks a lot better than what they had last season. And I think it's do or die with those two guys in the crease. And I expect them to live up to the expectations that you and I and a lot of people have for the Detroit Red Wings this season. Hey, you called it. It's a bold take because if we look at the just the Atlantic division alone, let alone the other Metro teams that'll be buzzing around for those wild card spots. Because I'm not going to go ahead and say they're finishing second or first, but that would be nice for my prediction. But I will say that they are a playoff team. But that means... Boston, Washington, the two teams that were on the bubble last year, they're out. Does that mean Ottawa, who's taking a big step forward? It's a possibility. Also, that could happen. Montreal has gotten better. You know, no. Carolina has made moves. This is – we maybe the Columbus Blue Jackets have improved. They're going to be sniffing around for that wild card spot. So this is a bold take in my opinion, but one <laughs> – 
That, speaking of bets, I'm going to be bringing up some of those around the break as well, so stay tuned for that. An odd on the Detroit Red Wings to make the postseason is very worth, you know, a one-unit bet of maybe 40 or 50 bucks. But hit me with your second bold take, Steele, and we'll head to break. My second bold take, and I don't know, I, this might be a little far-fetched for you, but hit me. this is a big if. I believe the New York Islanders finished top three in the Metro mm. division mm, if mm. they are able to sign Nazem Kadri, which okay. as of right now, they are the front runners to land yes. Nazem Kadri. Yes, we haven't so talked about that either, but we kind of predicted it. Yeah, if they are able to sign Nazem Kadri, they finish top three in the Metropolitan Division. That is my bold take. Mm, mm. I, I love the caveat of the signing. You know, they end up finishing with 84 points, fifth in the Metro last season. Um, and I think all that needs to be said is two words. Ilya Sororkin immediately yes. makes them a team that is competitive every single night he's in the cage. That's my take. You know I've talked about him being a top three draft pick, in my opinion. Top three rounds, even top round. But I think, like you said, with the right addition, and I don't, I expect them to make a couple of moves still. There's a couple of veterans out there. I could see Statsny headed there as well. Yeah. I think Lou Lamorello has been way too quiet. Um, and I expect him to make some moves, but he, we know this. He's a ninja. He moves in silence, so we'll see what happens there. I think your take is a bold one, given how tough the Metro is, but I'm loving it, Steele. Again, good odds on the New York Islanders to make a splash and enter the playoffs. That's definitely a bet worthwhile because, you know, the Matt Barzals, Ilya Sororkins of the world, you know, they add Alex Romanov. He's probably going to be a top-pairing guy now. A couple of good players on the back end, Steele, so... You add in Nazem Kadri, they only missed the playoffs by 16 points. Maybe that's enough to push them over the top. But we're going to get to a lot more around the break. We each have three more bold predictions. I have one for all you West Coast hockey fans out there that you're definitely going to want to be paying attention to with some updated Stanley Cup odds. Speaking of odds, you got to go to betonline.net for the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for lines, games, and updated odds. Find reviews and news of every single league, from Major League Baseball to the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering info. From live in-game betting scores to podcasts, they have you covered. Head to betonline.net today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the actions happening right now. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on all podcast platforms, which also includes YouTube. So if you want to see the beautiful faces of Flip Livingstone and Steel Road, and make sure you're hitting the subscribe button. Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. Yes, Thank sir. you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And Flip, I'm going to throw it right back over to you, you for your third uh, bold prediction of this upcoming season. I teased the West Coast prediction, and I'm going to tease it again. I'm leaving it for later in the show because we <laughs> talked, we've been talking about the Atlantic Division a lot, and I'm going to keep yeah. the conversation right there before I turn to my last two predictions that have to do with the West. We talked about teams making the playoffs. So that means someone is going to be on the outside looking in steel. And after a couple of glances into the depth chart in Boston and yep. the offseason that started with a really bunch of weird stuff with the relieving of the coach and the, uh, the beef between Pasternak and the GM in Boston, 
something's not smelling right in Boston and something's not looking right up the middle in Boston as well. We highlighted the lower depth in the bottom six. We highlighted the lack of talent up the middle, aside from maybe Jack Studnika and Patrice Bergeron. Bergeron has a lot of miles on that body. The back end also leaves a little bit to be desired. I think their real strength steal, and, you know, take me down a peg if you want to do that, is in net with Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman coming off the seasons that they had. And I think both of them take a step forward, and both of them are viable options in terms of deeper fantasy looks. But I'm going to say this. That was a really long preamble, but what I'm trying to get at is the Boston Bruins miss out this season. They have not done enough in the offseason. Swapping in Pavel Zaka from Eric Halla, in my opinion, is a downgrade, number one. But I'm not the GM, so there you go. But number two, we know the Atlantic Division has gotten so much better around them still. Yeah. And if not for the huge gap between them, the Bruin, the Buffalo Sabres, the Detroit Red Wings, and Ottawa Senators last year, I think they would have been in trouble to make the postseason. Yeah. And I think they will be a missing out team right on the bubble, though, right on the bubble. I think a lot of people will look at this as a bold take. I don't look at it that way at whatever. I think this is a good take for you. Uh, you. And I really appreciate you bringing this team up right now because, like you said, the teams in the Atlantic Division, like the Detroit Red Wings and the Ottawa Senators, have been absolutely, have done absolutely phenomenal this offseason mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. elevated their game in every single way that you could think of. Maybe uh, the Senators can get some help on the blue line, but small things like that that they still need to work on. Yes. But their team has definitely elevated and gone to a different level for this upcoming season. And for me, the Boston Bruins have digressed because when you think about the Boston Bruins, but also just Boston as a city, they're just they're they're winners. The Boston Red Sox, the New England Patriots, the Boston mm-hmm. Bruins, uh, they are they are a winning town, a winning city. And it and grinds how, my gears every time. It grinds says it, it grinds our gears. It, it, but it's just it's the truth. It's, it's true. The facts. It's the facts. Yep. And um, how many years now have the Boston Bruins been in the playoffs consecutively? They've been in the playoffs. It seems like maybe for 10? over at least over a decade. At least yeah, over 10, a decade. Yeah. They're, they are a winning team, but this could finally be the time when we see other teams that are progressing kind of, you know, Hey, it's our turn now, get out of here. And that could definitely be the situation for this season. So I like that you bring up the Boston Bruins. They have also been linked to Nazem Kadri, which you and I might actually have a full on panic attack and uh, might actually cry if that actually happens. So hopefully it doesn't for the Toronto Maple Leaf fans out there. But now let's uh, throw it out West because I know you want to talk about some Western teams and so do I. Do it. This might be the boldest prediction out of all of them. And you know me. I haven't been a big fan of the Nashville Predators. I think the Nashville Predators finished top five in the league next season. That is my my bold prediction for the Nashville Predators. They finished 15th in the league last season. Mm -hmm. I believe they finished top five in the league this upcoming season. Look, heading into last year's playoffs, you and I did an NHL playoff predictions episode. You did it from your hotel room in some sort of beautiful island spot. You can remind me of the local Mexico, I believe. Punta Canta, Punta Canta. There you go. Close enough. I was on the road in Chicago, and one of the first things we talked about was how tough the Nashville Predators had it going up against the future, you know, soon to be Stanley Stanley Cup Cup champions champions without UC Soros. This season, I think, is going to be a different one for the Nashville Predators, and I've said it on this show already. This is just too well-coached and run of an organization. Top to bottom, and I've mentioned David Poyle before in the the general manager's chair for the Nashville Predators. Roman Yossi, Dante Fabro, Ryan McDonough, and Mateus Ekholm serve as a very astute 
four-man defensive unit. Say what you will about their offensive game other than Yossi, but those four defensemen can hold it down. And if UC Soros can stay healthy, they have enough guns up front, in my opinion. You sprinkle yeah. in Nito Niederreiter now on the second line with Mikhail Granlin. Yeah, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, and Matt Duchesne forming one of the more deadly lines in the NHL. And I'm with you, Steele, because the last I looked also at a very nice little juicy sprinkle, I obviously have the betting odds up at all times. Let me hit you with the, the odds for the Nashville Predators for the Stanley Cup. Plus 3,500 is worth a $10 bet, my friend, most definitely. So hot take for sure, but I'm with you. And I think we can both agree the Western Conference at the bottom, very wide open. Yeah, definitely wide open. But uh, yeah, I think that I think that, you know, I've talked about this a lot. I've never been a huge fan of the Nashville Predators. I haven't really been a fan of UC Soros. But I, they have quickly turned uh, turned the page for me. I really like this team heading to the season. Uh, UC Soros, um, you know, a top three pick for fantasy leagues. Uh, you know, you already talked about they re-signed Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson. They re-signed Nino, uh, Nita Ryder, which I think was a very underrated uh, yes. underrated signing. I think mm -hmm. a lot of teams missed out on signing this guy. He brings a lot yeah. to the table. Uh, you know, we've talked about Tanner Janot as well. So guys like that, the young guys they have in the lineup, mm who can score goals, who can be physical and make a difference for this team. Top five, uh, top five team in the league next season, the Nashville Predators. A lot to like in the bottom six as well, Steele. Tanner Janot, yeah. Colton Sissons, a gritty centerman who can move the puck. Yakov Trenin, another gritty forward who is, you know, all of these are under the radar names and they're ones that you can pay attention at the very, very back end of deep dynasty drafts. These aren't guys that you're going out and getting in the top five or 10 rounds, but Tanner Janot might in banger leagues. He puts up another 25, 25 point season, something like that. Also, take a look at the bottom line in Cody Glass as a top top 10 pick only a couple years ago. Hasn't panned out yet, but D GM David Poyle makes these moves. And this is a team that's always going to be in the mix. And top to bottom steal, not a lot of holes to poke in this National Predators team. So as much as that is a bold take, I think it's a, a good one. So I think we're back to back bold, but good takes here. But like Steele said off the top of the episode, Drop it in the comments, slide into the DMs, hit us up on Twitter, let us know. Are we way off the mark? Are we hitting the button? Let us know and drop a, you know, drop all the reviews, subscribes that you'd like because we appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, making it your first listen every single day. Again, don't forget to hit the subscribe and the follow button. You'll get all the latest episodes of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And Flip and I appreciate all the love and support out there. So thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode and flip let's keep it rolling with Please. the western conference i'll throw west it over coast. to you because i'm really excited to hear what your bold prediction for this upcoming season is i saved my two boldest takes for the end of the episode mostly because i'm trying to build the anticipation but secondly because they are very spicy i had to prepare myself for this bold take number four of the episode is going to talk about the edmonton oilers one of the teams that has hit my notebook for this show <laughs> more often than not from the very beginning when we got Evander Kane moved on, I believe the second episode of the reboot of this show with Steel. Yeah. All the way up until me saying last year to throw a 20 on them for the Stanley Cup. They missed out just barely. But at plus 1600, I am going to say that the Edmonton Oilers make the Stanley Cup final this year. That is going to be one of the futures bets that I'm sprinkling. It is probably the hottest take I have on this notepad. But, Steele, improvements in the goal, huge. 
Yeah. That could have been a difference for them against Calgary where they got absolutely pumped. Zach Hyman, Connor McDavid, and Evander Kane, arguably, and not in a tough argument, form the most balanced line in the league. You have a little bit of everything. A couple of power forwards, a distributor, some speed, size, skill. They have everything on that top line. And now a second line all of a sudden, a couple years under Kyler Yamamoto, a good year from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, obviously we know has sometime had to slot up and down that lineup. But they arguably have one of the best top six forward groups in the league. The addition of Jack Campbell Steele and the openness of that Western Conference yeah. gives me the look at plus 1600. The West is wide open in my opinion. We know the blue line leaves so much to be desired. And there's nothing I can really say to that other than if you read into, which I like to do, Edmonton Oilers blogs and prospect picks and previews, a lot of people are expecting Evan Bouchard to take a massive step forward next year. Yeah. These are people that watch a lot more Edmonton Oilers hockey than me. I'm not going to say run out there and draft Evan Bouchard in the top five rounds or something. But he's going to be one of my players, Steel. That is going to be one of those sleeper or under the radar players that could be huge. And at plus sixteen hundred, I'm going to stop talking now so you can chirp me a bit. <laughs> plus sixteen hundred, I'm saying Oilers Cup Final. I'm not going to go as bold to say they win it, but I will be betting on it. it look, it, it is so hard right now because I agree with everything you just said, but it's Thank so you. hard to picture the Edmonton Oilers it in is. the Stanley Cup Finals and. And, you know, you just talked about Darnell Nurse. You talked about Evan Bouchard. But they do not have a great blue line. I no. I honestly believe that the that J Jack Campbell had a better blue line in front of him with, with the Toronto Maple Leafs last season than yeah. he has this season you with the Edmonton Oilers. But, sure. again, you have some of the, the – you have probably uh, – you, ha you have the best player in the league, Connor McDavid, and then one of the top five players in the league in Leon, uh, Leon Dreisaitl. So this team does – their future this upcoming season is very advantageous. You know, at 1,600, like you said, for uh, the Stanley Cup, I would take those odds as well. But it's just, for me, very hard to see the Edmonton Oilers in the Stanley Cup Finals after so many years of, you know, just just honestly just disgust and defeat. Like, it's just been a very long time for the Edmonton <laughs> hey, Oilers. And I, I hear you. I hear you. And that's why these bold predictions are exactly that, bold. bold. But at plus 1,600, they're also getting a lot of respect steal. Because they're right there in the mix with teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins, Minnesota Wild, Vegas Golden Knights, and Calgary Flames. So yeah. those are all teams that I would say, if I came out here and said the Minnesota Wild are a dark horse for the Stanley Cup, I don't think you would have laughed at me. So Vegas is here showing that respect. So I will say that. And I'll just leave it at this. I could see the Edmonton Oilers doing very much what they did last season in the regular season, hovering right around second, right around third in that division even maybe a little bit better and making a big move at the deadline this season. They have all of their first round picks over the next three seasons, 2023, 2024, and 2025. This team for me steel is right there on the bubble. And I could see them trading some of their future to add a demon. They're big up front. They're getting big on the back end. And those are the teams that win cups. You and I can both agree on that, but at plus 1600, I'll be sprinkling a 20 piece, maybe a 30 piece. We will see. Please tap me with your fourth bold prediction, and we can wrap it up with our fifth. Yeah, well, I was going to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks, but I don't think it's going to be that bold. I was going to say that they're going to finish dead last in the league. Mm, I don't think that's that yeah. bold, though. Um, I, they're hitting I think dead Patrick last. Kane, yep. 
Yeah, I think Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves uh, are going to be dealt, uh, you know, definitely before the trade deadline. I think they're going to request a trade. So I'm just going to move forth. I'm going to head back east, actually. I want to talk about two teams out east in Mm -hmm. the Metropolitan Division. Okay, Um, I like we're from sprinkling these, it everywhere. I like that. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's chaos right now. It's chaos. Yeah, but that's okay. For me, Control. for me, the bold prediction this this upcoming season, I have the New York the New York Rangers winning the President Trophy this season and finishing top as the top dogs in in the NHL okay. next season. Okay. I have them winning the President Trophy. I wow. absolutely I've been so high on this team the last It's two true. I, I've I've told you I've told you it's the Blue Shirts podcast. It is the Blue Shirts podcast, but I told (laughs) you two seasons ago I had big expectations. They really let me down, not making the playoffs. I had expectations for this last season as well. Mm -hmm. They got they got into the playoffs. They make it to this uh, Stanley Mm -hmm. Cup, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. They lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Very very uh very hard to lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning, but it's the back to back Stanley or it was the back to back Stanley Cup champions at the time. I think they get even better this season. All right. You know, I think they did. I think they missed an opportunity with not re-signing Andrew Cup, but apparently they wanted to go in a different direction. I respect it. They signed Vincent Trocheck. I think again they elevate their game. Igor mm-hmm. Shesterkin becomes the best goaltender in the league, and they finish as they finish the top team in the NHL. When you have Igor Shesterkin in net, it was very much like I was mentioning Ilya Sorokin again. Two beautiful top-tier Russian goaltenders. When you have a guy like Igor Shesterkin, you're automatically in the mix, in my opinion. Yeah. And speaking of what you're saying about a prediction that's bold, what, were they, they finished here? I'm pulling this up very quickly because you know me with numbers, but they finished with 110 points, and the Florida Panthers are the President's Trophy winners with 122. So 12 points difference. They could be there next year for sure. And I'll hit you with this. If you're thinking this, Steele, I would head out there to your favorite sports book, uh, probably bet online, and grab the New York Rangers for the cup then at plus 2,000 right now. Yes, sir. Because that is a very, very, very juicy odd. And you know me when I pull up these future boards. My eyes get a lot bigger than my wallet. But there are some really good angles to hit this board early this season, people. So make sure you are also tuned in over the upcoming weeks where Steele and I will be dropping our real predictions for next season in terms of players, top positional drafts, and of course the overall standings in the league. But I'm with you, man. The Rangers are going to be dangerous. And let's wrap that one up though, because I am excited to hear our both final bold predictions. And why don't you just kick us off and hit me with your fifth or was that? No, no, that was my fourth. You know, I'll kick it. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, hit the one uh, the fifth prediction right now um it might not be as bold but i think it, i think it is a bold especially for fantasy owners and fantasy leagues this upcoming season and this is a guy obviously that i think should be taken in the first round maybe okay. even the second depending uh actually may, he might drop to the second round now that i think about it mm-hmm. um alexander ovechkin okay. i think it's going to be a tough season for him i think it's going to be a tough season mm. he's losing you know he's losing nicholas backstrom i don't think he comes back from the uh the the hip injury the hip mm-hmm. surgery he had apparently it's really affected affected his game he only played 47 games last season the top line right now and you and you've talked about connor brown so it's connor brown alex Ovechkin, and evgeny kuznetsov my bold take for this season you know i'm not i'm gonna disregard the COVID season last year because everyone had a down year but this guy continuously puts up 40 45 50 plus goals over the last eight seasons. Yeah. I don't think he scores more than 35 goals this upcoming season. Under 35 goals for Ovi is a bold prediction. But I think, again, I don't know. Like, my gut wants to disagree with you. But there is a regression, I think, coming up for the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Can Dylan Strom work out? Can Connor Brown work out? 
Those are a couple of big ifs, in my opinion. We know those are targets, again, boomer bust situations potentially with Connor Brown. I like what it'll do for Connor Brown's fantasy value, but overall for the success of Alex Ovechkin, is Connor Brown the facilitator that Ovechkin needs to feed him the puck? We're going to soon find out because I'm telling you, in Washington, if Connor Brown doesn't work up, work out on that line. They have some young players that they'll be cycling through that top line. Connor McMichael and others are going to be getting some looks. Um, so be wary with the fantasy value in general with the Washington Capitals coming up is what I would say. If anything, I'd be looking to that second line in Oshie, Strom, and Anthony Mantha if they can still stay healthy. But I'm with you, Steele. I could see 90 points, 50 goals. I just think it's natural to expect him to take a step back 15 yeah. goals back is a bold take, but I could see it. It's all going to play out. Let me drop my last take with you. And this is very fitting because you're talking about a Russian regressing, and I'm going to talk about potentially your favorite Russian progressing even more in Kirill Kaprizov. And I'm going to go with a big flip, triple dip, bold take to finish this episode even more spicy. My boy Kirill Kaprizov, from what I saw last year, some underlying metrics, some of the steps forward, and the chemistry he formed with Ryan Hartman and Matt Zuccarello. Also, you want to talk about sleepers that don't get enough credit? Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman should be at the top of both of those lists because those are two fantasy studs that will have another good year with Kaprizov doing what I expect him to do. And that's lead the league in goals, assists, and points. Next season, if he can stay healthy, I expect Kaprizov to absolutely pace the league in those categories. That's right, over guys like Connor McDavid, over guys like Austin Matthews. I know I predicted 70 for Austin Matthews, but I still think at the end of it all, Kaprizov will come out on top with at least a 60-piece. Looking at some of his numbers, Steele, and I know that's a bold take, but I think you can agree 47 goals last year isn't even scraping his capacity. He wasn't even close to topping out. What worries me is this. Obviously, it's a very bold take. Obviously, Leon Dreisaitl is also going to be right there. Nathan McKinnon is ready to tear someone's head off. That's for sure. But Kaprizov is just starting to scratch the surface, in my opinion. And the Minnesota Wild, the chemistry that he has on that line, allows him to do his thing if all of this russian army business can shake out okay i think he is the league leader in points next year and the rocket richard winner it's enough to make a grown man cry man it's <laughs> enough to, i love when we talk about the it's Minnesota my spiciest Wild. take of the day I that's for sure love it i'm here for it i love it i love that we're talking about the minnesota wild i love that Thank we're talking you. about kareel kaprizov I'm not sure he goes past Austin Matthews for goals next year, but I love where your head's at. He could finish at the top of the league for points. I do respect that, and I do think that is a possibility. This guy is just, again, like you said, he's scratching the surface right now. The chemistry mm. with Zuccarello mm -hmm. and Hartman has just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I absolutely love this guy. I love that team. I love the Minnesota Wild. I am here for all the takes, Flip. Thank you. And I'll hit you with this. As a guy who's just coming into his age 25 season, I think the Minnesota Wild have done a very good job of not overplaying him. 18 minutes in his first season, only 19 minutes a game in his second. They throw him out there for another minute or two a game steal. I'm going to say that 47 goes to 60 without much stress. He gets off to a good start. This guy is going to be in the top five. 
And I haven't looked at the odds for him on the rocket or to lead the league in scoring Art Ross style. But I'm going to tell you what, they're going to be juicy and they're definitely, definitely going to be worth a look come next season. And I don't think there's much else to say other than that means he's also in the mix for the Hart Trophy. And yes, I'll sir. leave you with this. Oh, wait. After Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Leon Dreisaitl, and Nathan McKinnon, Mr. Kirill Kaprizov is right there at number five as the fifth favorite for the Hart Trophy next season. So maybe me not so bold on this take, sir. I absolutely love it. I love the bold takes we came with for this episode. We're going to continue with our bets and predictions for the month of August leading mm -hmm. up to the upcoming season. So much more to talk about, and we're here for you to give you all the news and information. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. But for your second listen, you have to go check out Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. It's free and available just like this podcast right here. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Once you do, you'll get all the latest episodes Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. We are dialing the episodes back just a little bit in the month of August, but we will be ramping back up in the month of September. Sir. Thank you so much again for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.